Hey, it's Mike Garofalo, NFL Network, here in the home office, and you are listening to the Raiders Fan Radio Podcast, taking that lighter journey into the dark side with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Michelle. She's got great hair. It's a little pink. It's a little purple. Whatever it is, I'll tell you what, if I could grow it, I would sign up for that color today. So listen to her and the entire crew as they give you all the information on the Raiders on the podcast that benefits the One Nation Foundation. It's a great cause. It's a great pod. Tune in. Turn it up. Here it comes. All that Raiders info and takes coming at you right now. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Listening live to Raiders Fan Radio. Take it away, guys. Why? Thank you, Brett Musburger. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we trust will be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio. Episode number 322 of Raiders Fan Radio coming to you live from Murph's Fan Cave. Uh, we appreciate everybody that is joining us live tonight on the YouTubes, uh, which you can find us on the YouTubes each and every week at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern uh, at YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. And appreciate everybody that's joining us live in the chat room tonight. Uh, Paul Edgerton is in there. Tyler Raider is in there. Daniel Mangus. Ron the Materator holding it down in there. We appreciate you, Ron. Hooligan Nation is in there. T3, that's T-Hom. He's in there. Uh, Matthew is in there. Tony Shefford, Ty Davis. Uh, Lalo Moloso is in there. Uh, appreciate Chris is in there. Raider Dad, what's up, Josh? Uh, Vicky Everett is in there. Uh, Jacob is in there. Uh, man, so many of our good folks. John Ogle, I can't remember if I mentioned him. Uh, we appreciate all of those of you joining us live tonight. Uh, Raider Dank Vader uh, says, cheers, Raiders fan radio. Cheers to you, my man. We thank you so very much uh, for joining us live here tonight for this episode so wow we got as always we got a lot to get to but especially when we're going kind of every other week and uh and especially with the raiders uh really representing in vegas and uh the raider contingent making the rounds at media row and otherwise we have an absolute crap ton of sound bites to get to you guys tonight so uh so uh settle in uh pop your uh your cold one there your favorite frosty adult beverage uh and, and enjoy this episode of raiders fan radio where we take a lighter journey into the dark side for those of you that are new to the show uh we don't take ourselves too seriously but we take our fandom uh pretty darn seriously but we just like to have a lot of fun we goof off and uh, at the end of the day we like to raise money for our foundation which is the one nation foundation where we get 
all the money that uh, that Raiders Fan Radio makes uh, through advertising, through direct donations, the super chats, uh, you name it. We take all that and we give it away to Raiders-related charities like the good folks at Bolitnikoff, uh, like the good folks, speaking of Raider Dad, uh, and, and, and many others. So thank you very much to all of those of you. And if you would do us a favor, even if you're not able to uh, contribute to the show monetarily, we just act, ask that you hit a like, hit a subscribe, hit a thumbs up. Uh, that helps support the show and supports the foundation. And uh, and of course, and if you're at a you're a, you're amongst your Raider friends at a Super Bowl party this weekend, tell them a little bit about Raiders Fan Radio and uh, and help us out there. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe, and we appreciate you very very much. All right. So without further ado, do uh, I don't do this show alone. Uh, let's go ahead and turn it over to the man to my left that adorns the Eastern Annex of the Murph's Fan Cave Desk. He is my best friend and yours, Swag Jeff. Hey. What up, Swag? Oh, oh my gosh. You're styling and profiling. Oh, 100% right, you man, are. 100% man. And, and you know, I, I've missed you guys. You know, I feel like I said oh. this a couple weeks ago, but like, yeah. I feel like it's been like a while since we hung out, seen each other, all that stuff. And I'm super fired up. All the amazing people in the chat, two people that you don't see in the chat are my kids who before the show I called and said, will you, will you shout us out? You know, and I was like, well, we don't do shout outs. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but we give respect. So, so hi, Charlie and Ollie. I love you. Oh, yeah, so there you sweet. go. There you Precious. go. But so, but two other people that we're going to give respect to right here at the top oh, are the Mangus on. boys. Look at this. The Mangus boys. Matthew Mangus first said here, Here's to finally having a Raider head coach that will finally. win us multiple championships. Let's go Raiders with a $20 donation to the One Nation Foundation. So much respect. And then his brother Daniel that says anyone that read AP's letter has got to be fired up for sure uh, with a $50 donation oh to the One gosh. Nation Foundation. So, so yeah, so much, <laughs> much respect. Uh, thank you so much. That's all going to the One Nation Foundation where, as Murph said, goes to you know various Raider-related charities such as the Bolitnikoffs, Raider dad max crosby foundation and more to come i'm sure uh as well so murph we don't do the show alone no and your microphone is out so turn it over quick okay well <laughs> michelle sweat perfect time. <laughs> oh, perfect. no one can hear me so it doesn't matter that, that was seamless uh, wow that was awesome oh, what are we gonna do we don't have swag's mic Although I guess we'll just have to lean over and I mean, lean into my Murph's mic or well, lean into my well, you, mic or. Well, you know what kind of you know what Jeff go to the go oh. to the guest spot because you know it's because we can hear your microphone. Yeah, uh, I can hear. It yeah, we like can hear you, but yeah. they can't hear you. So uh, why don't you go ahead and and, uh, and 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 jump over there to the guest spot there, Swag? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. And then we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll try. Paul, to Paul said you there. sound like you're in a cupboard. So. Okay. okay. There you go. Thanks, Paul. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Hi. How are you? Oh my gosh. Oh, oh. John says that my mic is quiet and it's super low volume. Oh my gosh. What do we got? Weird, because it's I sound so loud in my own ears. I know we got it sounded oh, good no. in here, which means we got to reset the board. Oh, which oh, I tell you what, Raider Nation, I hate to do this, man, especially starting off hot with a couple of amazing donations in there uh, from the Mangus boys. But well, let's go ahead and I got to reset this whole darn thing. T three Sports Murph wanted to do a selfie, not quite. But I, I apologize, Raider Nation. Vibrator oh, says, says it's, it's better, better now. now. Is Ke it better? Oh. Check, check, check. Uh, yeah. Oh, Big Shane says it sounds fine to him. Oh, it does. Okay. So are we, are are we, we good being to gaslit? Go? Yeah, it, I know. It wasn't yeah. us? Okay. Well, it sounds fine because it's it's on my microphone, but tell Swag Jeff. Okay. Wendy says Hello. Mine. Yeah. Swag here. Swag. Because we hear How's Jeff fine sound? here. Can everyone hear me? And then what about Michelle? Because we hear them I, We hear them. Yeah, fine Yeah, Wendy here. says that she's, it, I sound fine It's fine here now. Okay. All right. Both good. All right. Good deal. All right. I don't know what happened. Well, the hey. microphone got hey, smiled upon us. 
Give it up for the, for the gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jeff, but keep uh, shut. Says, says swag's in a hole. Oh, still? Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, sounds good, except Jeff. So you gotta okay. be the right, go. you gotta be the guest. Yep, go to the go to the guest side there. Oh. I'll, I'll turn on the guest. The guest. It feels like a punishment of sorts. Oh, I, so you get to flip me over to the southern annex of the. Yeah. Annex. Yeah, you're gonna be over there now. <laughs> yeah, go over there and hit that microphone and make sure we'll make sure that they, I got you. Yep, go go go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about this, guy. Run, we norm- hurry! We normally don't have freaking. Oh. You know, we don't normally have complications here in the fan cave when it comes to. Uh, uh, to microphones and whatnot, but you know, sometimes it happens with a live show. Uh, so anyways, appreciate all of those of you. I'll tell you a little bit about contact information while we're getting this thing figured up, uh, where you can find us at, uh, any, uh, I've mentioned you can find us on any podcast service by searching for Raiders fan radio. And, uh, you can also find us a multitude of ways on the socials and let's let uncle Mosh tell you about that. Hey, Raider Nation, you got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Taki Tak. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there twitching. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Good. Ah, oh, nice. nicely done. Nice. All right, Swag Jeff. Talk to your people. Hey. Make sure they can hear you. Okay, can you hear me now? Uh, th- this is this is the QB Jeff mic, so it's got to work. It, it has right, to work. You know? it has yeah, to work. it comes yeah. in clutch over there. Absolutely, yeah. it always does, man. Uh, it always does. So and, uh, uh, and so, so the some folks in the chat room uh, were asking about my shirt. Uh, Kevin, the Raider nerd, in there says I have that shirt. Tell us about the shirt that uh, all three of us are wearing yeah. here in the fan cave tonight. Tell them where they can get one. Everybody says it's all good, so we're good to go. Uh, tell them where they can get one and where what we do with the money that we make from it. Uh, absolutely, man. So, uh, so yeah, so you go to RaidersFanRadio.com. Uh, I got to figure out where to look. RaidersFanRadio.com <laughs> slash gear. It's going to take you to our, uh, to our page right there. And there's two different links right there. The fanatics link, of course, but it's also got our t-shirt link. So you click that, it brings you to our page and all that stuff. And we get proceeds from anything that you buy, whether it be t-shirts, whether it be posters, tote bags, phone cases, any of that kind of stuff, including this amazing new and uh, yeah, cruising with AP shirt that we got. Uh, it's an amazing shirt. It's got a 64 Chevrolet on there and uh, it says ill intent and shed instead of Chevrolet. Super badass, man. So, uh, so yeah, so we love it. We're excited about it. And all those, all that money that we raise goes to the One Nation Foundation. Absolutely. So thank you to all of those of you that 
that bought a shirt already. Yes. Uh, we appreciate you. And once again, thank you to uh, Matthew and Daniel Mangus there in the chat, already raising $80 tonight. Wow. Nice. For the Come, on, Come on, boys. We appreciate you guys. Uh, Absolutely. Hey, so before uh, so before we talk about our partners uh, for this episode, you know, uh, this episode is 322, Murph. Oh, yeah. Tell us about Absolute, our episode number. Absolutely. So each and every week we take a significant moment within Raider Nation related back to the episode number. And this one is 322. And for this one, Michelle, we're going back. Oh, what is it? How far are we How going far back? How far are we going back? <laughs> Way back. <laughs> And it goes, goes a little something like, like this. <laughs> Hit it! Uh, so we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about one of our uh, one of our favorite running backs of all time. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, can I can I guess? Sure, you're not gonna get it, but go. Clarence Davis. No, bitch. So close. <laughs> I feel like. Give me an era. Uh, sixties. Oh. Late sixties. Oh. Well, and also mid sixties. Marv si- Marv Hubbard. Nope. Okay. Nope. Right, Th- think a Heidi game. Oh shoot! Uh, yeah, I'm putting me on spot. I flunked. Go, Charlie Smith. Charlie Smith. Charlie Smith. Yeah. So a second year That's running back played all 14 games for the Raiders in 1969. Uh, John Madden's first year as head coach. Uh, in addition to running the ball 177 times for 600 yards and two rushing touchdowns, he also caught 30 passes that year and had two receiving touchdowns that season. Uh, Charlie Smith had 322 receiving yards. Wow. Nice. We did go way back for that one. We did. We did. Nice. That was a good one. You don't get a Charlie Smith. How many Raider shows give you a Charlie Smith stat for crying out loud? Come on. And just to clarify, I had to check my own math here. So Marv Hubbard didn't start with the Raiders until 68. Oh. So that wasn't even a really good guess. So no, that no, was, it that was because okay, that a, was from the '69 season. That's right. Oh, okay, you were good. Okay, you were okay, well okay. All right, all right. All oh, right, you did go. good. Right. You did good. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Uh, absolutely, you make me feel so much better about myself. Ab- absolutely, my wife's in the chat. That says Charlie's just going crazy, yelling "Go Raiders!" at home. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah, nice, yeah, 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 nice. yeah. Love you, kiddos. <laughs> um, so hey, Murph, why don't you hit a break and then let me tell the good folks of the Raiders Fan Radio chat room all about our good friends at Manscaped. <laughs> This is Raiders Fan Radio. I'm Brent Musburger, and I don't care who wins as long as it's the Raiders. All right, guys, so it is time for the ultimate face-off. That's right, the biggest game that everyone's talking about, and it's not the stupid game that we're talking about. It's the Beard Bowl. The Beard Bowl is here, guys, and as the two best teams square off to see who's the champion of facial buzz, our friends at Manscaped are preparing everything you need for the game day. Manscaped Beard Hedger Pro Kit is the MVP of facial grooming, offering precision trimming, water-resistant technology, and enough styling options to outplay any opponent and guess what what you can join the winning team along with the tens and millions and millions of men that are already trusting manscaped with this special offer so you go to absolutely so you go to manscaped.com use promo code murph 20 that's promo code murph 20 for 20 percent off plus free shipping 
craft your winning look with Manscaped. So don't let your beard be benched, guys. So uh, so you get the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. It's the ultimate franchise player. Hey. Uh, yeah. So, so it takes your grooming game to the end zone to a whole new level. This package is amazing. It's the, it's the best way to craft your signature look with ease, featuring the Beard Hedger, which is a cordless trimmer that uh, packs one guard in 20 settings right there. So you don't have to have all your guards in your drawer or any of that kind of stuff. It does amazing things. You just adjust it with one setting right there. It's absolutely incredible. So it's time to move the sticks away from your old beard razor. Look and feel ready for the big game every day with Manscaped and all their amazing things, the beard formulations, the beard balm, beard oil, shampoo, and conditioner as well. And as lastly, as a bonus, if you buy that pro kit, you also get the beard accessory pack, which comes with a brush, beard comb, and beard scissors for every finishing touch that you need for your modern beard gentlemen deserves uh so uh go to uh, manscaped.com.com once again 20 percent off and free shipping use our code murph20 at manscaped.com trust me your beard will thank you hey raider nation this is max crosby from the oakland raiders and goes down and max crosby who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. All right, I appreciate the good folks at Manscaped. You know, it's funny, Jeff, when you were doing that read, I forgot a second that you were talking about a beard groomer because you're like, if you're going to craft that signature look, and I'm like, wow, that's really going for it with the Manscaped, man. I'm telling hey, you, man. Hey, hey. I don't want to tell you how to live your life. You do your thing. Tell me what you like. I mean, that beard trimmer could be used anywhere, yeah, I guess. I guess it could. Line it up just right. <laughs> You trim all your beards with that shit. <laughs> Put your initials in it. I don't know. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, let's, uh, uh, here at the top of the show, uh, we don't do props, we don't do shout outs, nothing wrong with those things, but, uh, you know, we're Italian, so we hey. like to give a little bit of respect. Murph, Swaggy J, Nation, it's time for a little respect. You know, Respect ain't bought, it ain't sold, it ain't demanded, it ain't negotiated, it's earned. And without blowing smoke or giving shameless plugs, we want to say salute and much respect to the following folks. Did you turn mine on? Absolutely. If it's got hair, we'll tame that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We're all about it. All right. So uh, here at the top of the show, like I said, we like to give a little bit of respect. And speaking of because we're Italian, we like to give a little respect. I got an Italian to give respect to. Hey, come on. I got a couple to give respect here at the top of the show. But I just want to first and foremost, I want to give respect to our good friend, 
loyal listener to this show, good friend of the show, our buddy. He is uh, he's out in the um, uh, in the, in the Canary Islands, and uh, and his amazing girlfriend reached out to us uh, once again and asked that we uh, that we wish him a happy birthday. And so uh, she says, "Hello, masters of the microphone. Please, I would ask you again if you can mention my boyfriend, Raider Born Rico, uh, which he was born to as so February second. Um, he is the most amazing man in the world. I I." Uh, I like him and the I would like him and all the world to know it. As you know, we are listening every time. Raiders always and forever. Thank you all for the amazing job that you are doing. Well, you're welcome and happy birthday. Happy birthday, yes. Rico. He's Italian born, but he's Raider born, Rico. Yeah, yeah he is. Just to ask him, but uh, we appreciate him uh, so very, very much, uh, and, and appreciate his girl. And I, I didn't write her name down on here, and I'm going to get that because uh, I don't want to. Uh, she got a great name, and I don't yeah. want to mess it up. Uh, but um, I got one more to give to, and it's a little bit on a on a downside. Mm-hmm. And um, I know Kevin, the Raider nerd, uh, had a lot of postings about it this week, and so did so did a lot of people. Uh, and that is very sadly the passing of the great Carl Weathers, yeah, um, yeah. a guy that you know started off his fame playing with the Raiders. Um, you know, war number 49 was a linebacker for the Raiders. Uh, you know, played just a, a short period with the Raiders before he went on to a Canadian, um, uh, career. Um, but absolutely repped the Raiders all the way to the end. And, and so we saw, I mean, he lit the Al Davis torch, uh, at Allegiant stadium. We, you know, we would see him when on alumni days and whatnot, uh, we would see him addressing the team, taking pictures with the team, always wearing Raider gear. And, and, uh, you know, Carl Weathers was one of those guys that uh, he just transcended like movies, you know, and, and, and so anybody that's that's I mean, you know who he is. Everyone knows who he is. And everyone was real quick to go with the Apollo Creed quotes and that kind of stuff. But like he was so much more than that, because, again, not starting first and foremost, he was a Raider. Um, but he was in the biggest sports franchise ever. Right. In in Rocky. He was in arguably one of the greatest action movies of the 80s with Schwarzenegger in Predator, right? And then he was became like the focal, one of the focal characters of The Mandalorian, which is like yeah. of the Disney era of Star Wars. When you ask nerdy guys like me and Kev, mm-hmm. that's the best that Star Wars has been, has been The Mandalorian. And his character, Grief Karga, was a focal point of that. Oh, yeah. And by the way, he's in one of the funniest sports <laughs> movies ever playing yeah. Chubbs, right? And so like... The guy just, he was, he was bigger than life. He was one of those kind of guys. And you know what I loved about it too, is that, and, and after his passing, and of course we all love him from the different areas of media he was involved in. And we love him from, from his being a Raider, but everyone that talked about him, that knew him all said what an incredibly kind man he was such a nice guy, always took time with everybody. Uh, and just, you know, when you get to be that well-known, it's real easy to kind of you know, not say push people aside, but blow people off and whatever. And every report says that Carl Weathers was not that kind of guy. And so he's going to certainly be missed. Uh, rest in peace to the great Carl Weathers. Um, he, he, he will be missed. And, um, and I've got a little tribute that I'm going to play here. Uh, this is something that the Raiders put out. And so let's go ahead and check in with what the Raiders um, had to say uh, after the, the sad passing of Carl Weathers. Ladies and gentlemen, Carl Weathers. I had a linebacker coach who had become a Raider coach, Sid Hall. And I called him and said, I want to come to the Raiders. And lo and behold, they wanted me. I was a fortunate man. 
I really was to play for the Raiders because I don't know, honestly, that my personality would have worked other places. Al Davis seemed to just grab these disparate personalities and put them together and they all followed. <laughs> you know, he was the Pied Piper and everybody's following. I just had a great time, absolute great time. I was dyed in a wool reader. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You got me for sure. You know, and forever. All right, there it is. There's the, the great Carl Weathers talking about his relationship, of course, there with Al Davis. And so, as I said, he will be missed. All right, I'm going to pass it on to, to Swag Jeff. Uh, Rico's girlfriend is Particia. Oh, I hope, and I hope I didn't butcher that. I hope I pronounced that uh, correctly because there's a lot of like little lines and stuff yeah. in there and vowels. Patricia. And, uh, pa- 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 Patricia. There's an R Thank in you. there. Oh, okay. Patricia. Yeah. Okay. Thank Masa- you. Ma- yeah. Uh, there are a lot of. There's uh, a lot of a lot going on accents, there. Yeah. yeah. It's a be- beautiful name. I would love beautiful, to hear. Yeah. Rico, next time you oh, call the show, pronounce yeah. it, please. So we have <laughs> that. Go. So we have an understanding <laughs> how to pronounce uh, your lovely girlfriend's beautiful. name. And once again, happy birthday. Swag Jeff, who do you got? Oh, my gosh. So, uh, so my respect today is going to go to a guy that I, for whatever reason, always catches strays, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, amongst Raider Nation, everyone likes to talk about him. A lot of times it's unfortunately in a negative light, whether it be because of his haircut or some of the things that he says. But I want to give respect to our owner. Mark Davis. I want to give respect to him, you know, because he said something that was really incredible. And I think we have, you know, some clips as well. And we'll kind of talk a little bit about why he's been catching strays a little bit. But I want to give him respect because he says this Sunday we got people lighting the torch, which I didn't realize until I saw this, that they were still lighting Al Davis's mm-hmm. torch for the big game. Right. So he says this Sunday we got people lighting the torch. Three Raider Super Bowl MVPs. Fred Blinikoff, who's white. Jim Plunkett, Hispanic, and Marcus Allen, who's black. The Raiders are diversity, and our greatest players are diverse. We're very proud of that. And I think that is just so reverent, so awesome, and again, such a great way to honor the late, great Al Davis at this event, at the Super Bowl. So so much respect to him. So, uh, so Murph, play those clips that we were talking about with Mark Davis, and then let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, yeah. So the, the ones that I have from, I have two from Mark Davis. I have one when they asked him about, uh, what were his favorite teams, yeah. uh, playing and, and listen, <laughs> did you hear about this little controversy, yeah. Michelle? Yeah. So, all right, let's, let's listen to the sound bite and then we'll, we'll talk about it real quick. Is it awkward at all having the Chiefs in the facility, having their paint here, that kind of thing? Well, as I was telling everybody, that you know, the, the Chiefs and the 49ers are my two favorite teams other than the Raiders, so... <laughs> Listen, they earned it, and that's why they're here. All right, so so here's the thing. All right, and and I'm going to – I'll keep this part brief, and then we'll want to elaborate on this a little bit more as as we get going here. The guy was joking. Yeah, good Lord. It's sarcasm. He even did the double wink and the big smile. Like, the guy was freaking making light of the idea. And something else – Like, and and first off, I don't want to gloss over his initial comments that he made about how the Raiders – are diversity like the Raider? Like that's what one of the spirits and building blocks and foundations of this organization is that. And so before it was any before anything you know was regulated or official or you know whatever initiatives or whatever that was just something the Raiders automatically wore. And so for him to point that out, and frankly, when he pointed that out, that all three of our Super Bowl MVPs are of a different background, I was like, holy crap, that's badass! Like that's I didn't even about that, you know. Um, which which also speaks to the idea that if you're a Raider, you're a Raider. 
Like I didn't even, I had no, I didn't until he made that point. Like again, it never even dawned on me. But anyways, so all that said, I think Mark Davis is representing himself incredibly well at this Super Bowl based on the conditions of the idea of these two teams. So first and foremost, he's making light. And a lot of people were, I don't know. I don't know how else you could have taken that. What like you really think that those are his two favorite teams. Clearly he's making a joke, but then also when you take it into the context of some other comments that he made, it really makes perfect sense. And this is funny because this, I th- I think it didn't land that quick little soundbite because he said, well, the Niners and the Chiefs are my two favorite teams. In a different interview, he said, the two teams playing are my two favorite teams. Because the two teams playing, it doesn't matter who it is. They're generating a boatload of wealth <laughs> for this organization. Yep, That's the freaking point he was trying to make. So I've got a more extended uh, interview here. This is Mark Davis on opening night. Uh, they're on the sideline uh, getting interviewed. And he talks about a lot of different things here. He talks about the Raiders' chances of getting to the Super Bowl, what needs to happen, talks a little bit about AP. And talks. A little, I mean, this is great stuff from Mark Davis. Anybody that shits on Mark Davis, I can't get with it. I'm sorry. I You can make fun of his haircut, make fun of what he drives. You can make fun of where he wants to eat. You can take a lot of pot shots at the guy. But the bottom line is that this dude is a freaking Raider. We've always said he's the biggest Raider fan on the planet. And it, and it comes through. And listen to his comments. And if I if you haven't heard this yet, coming out of this, if you've got anything negative, I'm really desperately curious to what your negative takeaway could be. Because all this, to me, is gold for a Raider fan to hear. How far away do you feel like this current team is away from this point in your mind? The Raiders? Yes. Well, you got to earn it to get here. And the two teams that are playing here, my two favorite teams, um, <laughs> earned it. And they, they deserve to be here, and that's where we've got to get to. Obviously, you took a, a decent amount of time when it comes to the Antonio Pierce hiring. The change that happened overnight, it, it felt like it was overnight, the change in the locker room and just the demeanor of everything. How much did that weigh into your decision? Oh, it was it, big. Um, I have four constituencies that I listen to. One is the alumni, Raider alumni. Uh, then it's the players that are playing. Then it's the Raider Nation and the fan base. And then it's the, the building, the Raiders building and the people that work in there. And it was unanimous that Antonio deserved a shot at being the head coach of Las Vegas Obviously, nobody knows the Raider way better than you do. In that final regular season game, to have Charles Woodson, Richard Seymour, all of those guys in the locker room smoking cigars, was that unlike anything you've ever seen before in your kind of Raider life? Well, I've seen some great moments in Raider history, so I wouldn't say it's the, you know, the great, but it was, it was invigorating to see that. And I think Antonio has done a great job of bringing the core back together. And that's a really important factor to me because the Raider, there is, there is a Raider way. There is being a Raider. And the alumni exude that. And for them to be proud of what Antonio's doing makes me proud. Obviously, you're no stranger to you know, giving minorities a deserving chance. And you obviously having that picture with Sandra Douglas Morgan, Jam Kelly, Antonio Pierce, where it was the first trio who were all black and leading this organization. One, how important is that? And then two, how much do you want to see that around the league from other teams? A call to well, action. Let me say, I didn't realize it until I saw the picture, number one. Number two, it was because those three were the people that were the best to do the job at that time. And that's all the Raiders ever do is hire that way. 
It's not based on quotas, per se. It's the people that are best suited for the job. But diversity is part of our DNA and always will be. Come on. Yep. Yep. So, Michelle, I want to go to you on this. There's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of my favorite things that he said were his four constituents he listens to. He listens to alumni, current players, fans, and the building. Like that, yeah. I, again, what else could you want to hear? And then I love the way that like when he was asked the question about Sandra Douglas Moore, almost similar to like, like what I just said about the Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't even register with him those things. Is that it's all about opportunity and who's best for the job at the time. Like this... Somebody in there, uh, Gary Graham, all right? He says, sorry, but he is a failure as an owner until proven otherwise, and even he would tell you that. Sure, he's in a failure in the idea that they haven't won a Super Bowl yet, and and I get that, but I'm telling you, man, everything, even the hires that have gone wrong, they've been in the right spirit, Michelle, and this is where I can, I can't, I can't not get with the with the negativity and the criticism of Mark Davis. Yeah, you know, I guess he's just an easy target because... Of the haircut and his food choices and and the fact that he hasn't made the best decisions in a while. And so I think he's just an easy, easy target to. And, you know, I don't want to say, you know, because he's the owner of the Raiders and he's got money and people just can just shit on people that they don't really know, you know, and they can think that they'll make the best. They'd make better decisions than he does. I mean, listen, if those are the criteria that he's listening to. He is getting good information. That just doesn't mean it's panned out in the past, but that doesn't mean it won't in as we proceed. Like I, I just, I just think it's he's just an easy target. Just, I mean, if you just look at him, like he just seems like he could be an easy target. And who else will people blame but him? You know, you kind of can't blame anybody else but him for the way that things have played yeah. out for the Raiders well, and I, and in the course I, of a long time. But to, and the thing about him being a failure, like I don't think he would say he's not, but I don't see any reason to continually point out what a failure he is. I don't know what good that, I don't think that is doing anything. I mean, I think he knows, I think he knows that he's not made the best decisions. So I, pointing out that he's a failure, I don't know that that, no, that's not productive, I guess. So are the other saying. 30 other teams yeah. that don't win the yeah. Super Bowl every yeah. year. Right? There's, yeah. 31, you know there's 31 yeah. failures. The team that loses on Sunday is a failure yeah. because yeah. they didn't win at all. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, I understand that some of his decision-making has been sus, as the kids yeah. say. But like, you know, I mean. It's just an on. easy statement But to I throw think out. that this is so cool that. It's low-hanging fruit. That's it, what it is. It's oh, the yeah. path 100%. of least resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the owner sucks. Yeah. Well, does he? Because like you said, Jeff, 31 other teams aren't going to win the Super Bowl either. And guess what? Most of those aren't worth as much as the Raiders Dude. are. And that's what you really want to boil it down. And like, let's let's really boil this thing down. My cousin Sonny was, was, came up with this about a year or two ago. And he said, what are we really fans of? when we root for the Raiders it's the organization and I'm not listen no one's getting organizational Lombardi trophy so (laughs) don't hear what I'm not saying but what I am telling you is that with the things that Mark Davis has been charged with aside from the on-field success which is ultimately what this all boils down to no excuses there and he wouldn't give you those excuses either but as an owner of a franchise and as a businessman he's been incredibly successful he's the furthest thing from failure he did something his father couldn't do and his father was one of the greatest minds that have ever existed in the nfl and oh yeah by the way they're hosting a freaking super bowl there within the first four years of its new stadium how is that a failure now you know what i mean you can 
You can criticize the guy for taking a run to McDaniels, not hiring Rich Basaccia. I don't know, whatever. Pick one. Bringing Gruden yeah. back. Bringing Gruden yeah. back. Like you can, you can yeah. pick any of that stuff. And you know what? And those are valid because they didn't work out. But in the moment, they were the choice. It was just like when people shit on the Raiders for drafting Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> Look, it was one of the biggest busts in NFL history. It set our team back five years, maybe even twenty. It it had long lasting ramifications. But guess what? In the moment. The Raiders were praised. For those of you that aren't even old enough to remember when that day happened, the Raiders were praised for this is the guy. This is the guy you take. This was the number one pick. Like it was not a wrong decision at the time, but it didn't work out. Well, unfortunately, that's what Mark Davis has had happen. He's followed the direction of other experts and it hasn't worked out. So now that he's downward down to the point, Jeff, he's listened. I'll say it again. Fans. The building, the alumni, and the players. It's unanimous. There is nobody on the planet that exists in those four categories that were against the hiring of Antonio Pierce. So if you still don't like it, tough shit. And if it fails again, fine. At least it's going to fail my way, Frank Sinatra. Shout out Al Davis, his favorite song. You know what I'm saying? Like, that makes perfect sense. And everybody's shitting on Mark and shitting on the Raiders and all that. Listen, and we're all in our feelings because we got two idiot freaking football teams playing in our backyard. But that's that aside, leave Mark alone. Well, but think about this. So last <laughs> season, <laughs> leave Mark alone. The last season, if, if you would have asked me how many years McDaniels put us back, I would think five years we – he when he was there towards the end, right before he got fired, I would have thought he has set the Raiders organization back five plus years. And then for Antonio Pierce to come in and do what they did and kind of make the shifts that they did, there's actually hope that maybe this ship is righted so much faster than we thought. Cause I really thought we were at least five oh, years I thought just we were in the shitter. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm with yeah. you. It's totally yeah. with you. Yeah. So I think, and, and I guess that kind of leads, uh, did you have anything you wanted? Yeah. To? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'll throw it right back to you. So, uh, so yeah, so I totally agree with everything you guys are saying and, you know, and yes, it was a collect collective effort. You know, I'm sure that there were some people in the building, you know, that maybe didn't want Josh McDaniels, whether it be players that have played for him in the past, whether it be whatever, maybe even some front office, that but like like you said Murph I feel like this was pretty unanimous amongst everybody so you know so no one can really bitch in the organization outside the organization we all called for this man to get the job so like hold up let him cook for a minute you know what I mean and so and so it's crazy to me though and I'm sure and we'll talk a little bit more about it later but like for everyone that was so all in on Antonio Pierce, but are now shitting on some of the other people that he's bringing in, you know, Marv Lewis, Luke Getze, all this stuff like, okay, you wanted your head coach. So you got your head coach and these are who he and the players and the front office and all this stuff thinks is going to do a good job. So like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like, you know, these are the people that they decided that they want to lead this team. So I'm going to give all of them the benefit of the doubt because I believe in Antonio Pierce and I believe in Mark Davis. Yeah. And so it kind of leads into what my respect was. And that is for, uh, if I know everybody's seen the letter that Antonio Pierce wrote. Oh, to so yeah, yeah, come on. So, uh, cause right now he, it's not like he's going to lay us out his actual game plan and all of the, 
you know, things that they're talking about that we're not listening to. But to address Raider Nation and to really dig dive a little deeper into where his fandom sort of started and being able to like establish that connection with Raider Nation, I think one sets a precedence for how we all go into the next season and uh, filling up the stadium, you know, and yes. not allowing, you know, like he's he's generating a buzz now. I mean, because what else is he going to do? I mean, he can't give us their game plan like that would be ridiculous. Right, like, right, right. So I, I, I just and for him to take the time, I don't know what other coaches, head coaches do. I don't pay attention to other teams and other head coaches. So I don't know if another head coach has done something similar to this. I, I, I don't know. But I don't do, think so. I didn't it's, think so. Uh, yeah, yeah. So to take the time, you know, he's a busy guy. He's got a lot going on. He could literally just did a video, a quick snippet, you know. But he to sit, write this out, and really so much information and so many details that go into who he is and why he is and why he does what he does and why he feels the way he feels, I think is so important for to build the connection with Raider Nation so we can all sort of go on this journey together. And I just, res I respect that so much. Absolutely. I, very, very well said, Michelle. And, and yeah, the idea that it's the first time, and listen, and we could drop back to, to Davis's comments there again too. The fans are connected. The alumni is connected. The players are connected. The building is connected. And that includes the coaching staff. So we're all seemingly on the same page other than some of the outliers out there. But I think it's a minority. I, I think that it's it's a minority. for If, if you are if you don't have any kind of excitement, and listen, I'm not, we can all have trepidation around the draft and, you know, what free agents are going to go on. And, and I could just see the world where we sign Kirk Cousins and draft an offensive tackle in the first round and people are going to be losing their goddamn minds. You know what I mean? But but the, but outside of, of, of those type of things, as far as the spirit of this organization I don't know how you can not feel good about what's going on. And that's a hundred percent because of Mark Davis, Antonio Pierce. Uh, and we'll see where Tom Telesco fits in there. Uh, we're going to talk about Tom in a little bit, uh, but see how the rest of this coaching staff rounds out. And, um, and, and one last thing on that. Well, never mind. I'm not going to say it. Well, you know, I'm going to say it. <laughs> say it. Say it. Uh, so our new running backs coach, Deshaun Foster, right? Uh, some were critical of the idea that they're like, well, why would the Raiders hire a running backs coach? before you get the offensive coordinator in who can start building out his own staff. Yeah, except that that guy was a running backs coach for Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech. So you don't think that those two things might have been related? <laughs> and then when Cliff decided to pack it up and head to Washington, what are they going to do? They're going to tell Deshaun to freak, oh, sorry, we didn't mean it. No, mm -hmm. you're just going to keep him there. And so listen, let's not try to over freaking like, you know what I mean? overcomplicate the analysis of a lot of this stuff, man. So Well, and trying to lay that on Antonio Pierce's inability to lead or, you know, whatever, like so Cliff Kingsbury, he, that, that feels like that's, he went with what he'd rather have went with. So that, I don't think that's an indictment on, you know, the organization. It's just it, shit like that happens in. He decided he, he wanted decided, to do something different. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I don't buy that. And, we, and we've got, um, well, I don't even, you know what? I'm not even going to play it because it's just, it's, it's Adam Schefter talking about this whole contract thing and how it broke down and whatever. Yeah. But you know what Antonio Pierce said when he was asked about Cliff Kingsbury? <laughs> yep. He ain't a Raider, so yeah. I don't need to talk about it. I don't talk about, about, yeah. I don't talk about people that aren't Raiders. We talk about the Raiders that are, not the Raiders that aren't. So for whatever reason it broke down, it doesn't matter because dude's not a, not a freaking Raider. But we will talk about Luke Getze. Absolutely. Right. Uh, and, so and, and could we, could we shout out Coach Osinko? 
<laughs> Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of people and kind of, you know, kind of piggyback on, on what I said earlier. I think it's great how many leaders that Antonio Pierce is bringing into the building. You know, say what you will about some of these guys, whether it be Marv Lewis, Tom Coughlin, you know, Hugh Jackson, Ocho Cinco, like whatever it is. And I don't know what capacity Ocho Cinco is going to be or, or if it was just a, a goof that he texted or what, or tweeted out or whatever. He might be like an, so. quote, offensive <laughs> assistant sure, kind of whatever. thing, but he's not going to be like a coach coach. But like he reminds me, uh, like his swag and his attitude while he was playing, that was Raider shit, man. Like so. Oh, dude, he would he could he would have been a good Raider. He would have been a good Raider. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, his energy. Bring that. Absolutely. I like that dude. Yep. Hi, this is AJ Cole from the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff and on Raiders Fan Radio. <laughs> Just win, baby. Man, I've got certain information, all right? Certain things have come to light, and, you know... Uh, you know, given the nature of all this new shit, you know, it, it, this could be a, a, a lot more uh, 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 complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Well, I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. All right, new shit has come to light. We've got some... Uh some news on the coaching front. As I mentioned, uh, Cliff Kingsbury uh, chose not to be part of what the Raiders got going on, which is just fine. And, uh, you know, likely he's gone to Washington, maybe with hoping for a shot with Caleb Williams. You know, who knows what the, what the decision-making was in there, but they're not going to like, they're not going to come right out and say that they're going to, they're going to, they pitch the contract. The, the idea that like, and this was interesting is that they, they said like, okay, it was a, a two year deal. The Raiders proposed, he wanted a third. And so because he couldn't get a third and that's why he bounced, like that's such a flimsy, like thing because I'm thinking, okay, if the Raiders are bringing in a young quarterback, even if it, even if say they stuck with Aiden O'Connell, if they're bringing in a young quarterback, you want your offensive coordinator to bounce after two years. Mm -hmm. Hell no. You want the what was one of the whole things, critical things we've discussed around Antonio Pierce being a head coach. He's got to have a solid offensive coordinator. And once that coordinator hits a certain level of success, if they've done well, they're going to be sought after as head coaches and he's going to have a potential turnstile. So why would you only offer a two year deal? That doesn't make any damn sense to me at all. So I, I stability. It's right. It's, yeah. You know, Thank that's you. what Mark Davis wants. Yeah. And I've heard him say it out of his mouth. That's what he wants. Stability. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? um, so we've, so we've got that. And then if, so of course, then Luke Getzey gets the hire. Now I got, I had a lot of thoughts on Getzey. Um, I'm not a film guy. Never. I'm not a former player. I'm not a pretend analyst. I'm just a fan hanging out with my best friends in a bonus room, talking about my favorite football team. But when I, when I did, and I didn't know much about Luke Getzey other than he called the plays when they had that freaking, you know, fourth string quarterback kicked the shit out of us earlier this year. Um, but outside of that, I didn't know a ton about him. But when you look at on the surface, there's a couple of things that I think the, the and I get the like kind of, I hate this term, but like meh response from a lot of folks going from a rock star coordinator like Kingsbury to a guy like Lou Getze who had just been fired. I get it. That said, when you look past the initial numbers of things, and you get into the relationship side of it, when you look at the dynamic between him and Matt Eberflus, it was very similar to the dynamic between Josh McDaniels 
and Patrick Graham. When you took the handcuffs off of Patrick Graham, now all of a sudden, everyone looks at him like one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. So when you resist this criticism of Getze about his inability, for finger quotes on the audio podcast, his inability to adjust and take advantage of the, of the, the, the players on the field and their skill sets, that sound familiar to you? Yeah, because yep. the head coach was the one that kept him shackled. And so, and that's, listen, that's undisputed. Like, Eberflus, I'm surprised that guy still has a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now that you've set him free, which we know he will have freedom under Antonio Pierce, now what is he going to do? So, and listen, I'm not sitting here trying to put lipstick on the pig or be Pollyann or whatever, but I want to bring up some talking points that no one brings this shit up on X or other, you know, podcast, whatever. Maybe they do. I don't know. Cause I don't listen to all the other fan podcasts, but like, I don't hear those topics getting discussed. I also don't hear it being talked about the idea that yes, I have heard the idea that he's got a relationship with Devonte from when he was in green Bay, but then people are like, Oh, well, but uh, he had Aaron Rodgers, and that's why they were so good. Yeah. Well, guess who he also developed Jordan love the guy that balled out this year for the green Bay Packers. That was fricking Luke Getzey. So there are highlights to this guy's career already that, again, people just gloss over and want to look at the numbers. Listen, I'm not sitting here telling you this thing is going to work. I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. But I think that it would. it's a little bit short-sighted to look at the immediate recency of the Bears and say, well, he didn't do good as an offensive head coach, or excuse me, as an offensive coordinator, so, so he got let go. Yeah, or he didn't get along at all with that head coach because he kept them under freaking wraps and they were freaking arguing in the building and Eberflus being the guy in power said, fine, pack your shit and move on down the road. And now here we got him. So I think that there's a potential here, Jeff, for this thing to work that we're, we're, some of us are glossing over a little too quick. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my point was, was on uh, Devonte Adams right there. Like what kind of like what Mark said, he gets with, you know, alumni, he gets with current players, he gets with fans and he gets with the front office. You don't think he went to Devonte and said, Hey, what do you think about this guy? You know, he's had a tough year, you know, last year. Is it worth it? And, you know, he was there. He was the wide receiver coach for, like, the beginning of Tay's career. You know? So, I mean, yeah, he's going to have some thoughts and feelings on him. And I think if Tay was completely out of it or didn't want it, then it probably wouldn't have happened. So, you know, so I'm, you know, and we've also, we've never seen Luke Getze as the offensive coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders. So, until we see a shit product on the field... I'm going to give him all the benefit of the doubt. I hope he does great. And you should too, if you wear silver and black, you know, but you brought up, you know, well, people are going to talk about this. People are going to talk about that. People will change the narrative to make themselves feel right. No matter what you can move the goalposts, however you want to move them to prove your point. But the fact of the matter is we don't know what's going to happen, but you should be rooting for it because you're a Raider guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you seen, I think different organizations, different systems working with different people, you're going to get diff different results. They are either going to be better or they're going to be worse. And I think you see it with quarterbacks. You see it with players just shitty on a team. And then they go to another team that has different leadership and different people and you get a different product from that person. And I think the same thing can happen with a coach. Like, when you're given a little more leeway and you're given a little more rope to do the things that you want to do, 
you may flourish in that environment as opposed to being stifled in another environment. Amen. You really just have to wait and see what happens and, and hope that they have put together the best package of people that they think that they've done and then see where the hell it goes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, last week we've, we've, we talked about it a little bit, were we all together? Hey, when, Mike oh, shit. I'm sorry. My, my cameras are all messed up over here. Cause this is what, um, I keep getting messed up because it, it's guest camera is where <laughs> Jeff is. And so swag camera. anyways, whatever. Um, we talked much about Tom Telesco, the three of us. Uh, not a whole lot, not a ton, right? Not a ton. So, uh, which is the other, you know, hire that uh, has has some criticism uh, thrown into it. And so um, the more I'm learning about Telesco, the more I'm, well, actually, I'll take that back. The more I see him operating as a Raider, the more encouraged I am by what he's looking to do uh, as a Raider and when it comes to the draft and when it comes to free agency or whatnot. Uh, Dan Orlovsky, who wasn't the greatest quarterback in the world, but is a pretty good analyst and, uh, and, and does a pretty good job of making some good points. He talks uh, a, a lot here about the Raiders, kind of as a in, a in a broad scope. But one of the things he talks about is the Raiders needing to move up and go get a quarterback. And so this is some interesting comments about Orlovsky. Let's check in with this, and then let's talk a little bit about what we might see Tom Telesco do in the draft. It's going to be a big conversation. Who's going to develop them? Uh, Luke Getze ended up being an OC in, uh, in Vegas, you know, after things fell through with Cliff. What's your thoughts on him? And uh, what, what should we expect from his offense in comparison to like a Cliff Kingsbury offense? Yeah, Getze's from the McShanahan tree. Harbaugh uses that term and I've stolen it. The McShanahan tree, you know, with the history that he had in, in Green Bay. I, I've heard nothing but tremendous stuff about Luke Getze. I've sat with him and I was impressed with him. Just my time with him. He, he, he was really understood their offense. He had a really good connection with trying to tie formations and run game and pass concepts together. I, I think the two thoughts I have on a debut of this number one, why did that offense look like that last year with Justin, that offense for the first five or six weeks was a, a schematically a stupid offense. It was, and it was not what was necessary for, that player and his oh, skill man. and his talent man, and stupid. then it changed so you know after justin's you know right before the injury and maybe after the injury it, could, it was a totally different offense so i like i would want to sit down and be like why you know why did that offense look in many ways poor early and then much better but also two different offenses and then why did you get that young quarterback to play so hesitant because no one can tell me that that young young man did not play scared to make mistakes last year huh. you're supposed to come out last year guns a blazing and they were so tentative at quarterback so you know I, I think those would be conversations that i would want to figure out if i was the raiders and the second thing is you got to go jump if you're las vegas like you got a good talented defense um i, I think that you know antonio pierce is going to have that group playing incredibly tough yep. you got to go get a quarterback you have no shot in that division you have no shot if you don't get a guy, I'm talking about a freakazoid because oh. Justin's going to play awesome. We know they have Patrick. So um, they would be the one team that I was, I would sit here. It's February 5th. You have to go up in the draft and go get a guy. Kirk Cousins still going to be available. Mm -hmm. You never know who would do what. And uh, not enough. Russ. Okay. All right. There's always, 
Orlowski immediately with talking about cousins. Not enough. I agree. And, and I don't disagree with QB Jeff and, and what he was talking about, about, about Kirk cousins. And probably if you're going to bring in a free agent quarterback, then that was probably the guy to target, but he's going to be real expensive. And so earlier today, Jeff and I were talking about, we were looking at a lot of the mock drafts. So it's, Mock draft season, which is just <laughs> my favorite. Oh gosh, <laughs> some of you all save it with the mock drafts, but um, and uh, you know, especially before free agency plays out, because all it's going to take is the Washington Commanders to sign freaking Kirk Cousins, and guess what? Everything your, your mock draft 1.0 goes completely out the window. Anyways, all that said, there is something to glean from that, and when you look at the way that the general consensus is, except for some in there that are talking about potential for trades and whatnot. The general consensus is that the top three quarterbacks are gone. One, two, three, Mm -hmm. that Williams is going to the, uh, to the bears that you got. Drake may is going to then go to, um, uh, to the Patriots and then excuse me to to the commanders. And then, um, and then Jane Daniels is going to go to the Patriots. And then you don't see quarterbacks moving again until some would say, 19, the Rams might take Bo Nix. Um, there's potential for the Patriots to trade back and maybe take Bo Nix. But anyways, the point I'm making, Raider Nation, is that there's a real good shot that Bo Nix is right there on the board for us at 13, along with Michael Penix Jr. There's also a real world where we take a tackle and then before the first round is over, we trade back up into it and snag Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. I I can't see a world where we don't come on out of this thing, Jeff, in either the first or way up in the second round to get maybe even do like what we did when we got Mayer. Right, we went went way up in the second round to go get Michael Mayer. Uh, for those of you that are fans of quarterbacks with eyeliner, the guy that started for our football team for nine years, guess what? He was a second round pick. You know what I mean? Because we got Khalil Mack in the first round. So right. you know. You can you can get Kenny Stabler was a second round pick. You can get your guy in the second round if that's the way the draft board is going to fall to you. So it's going to be really interesting after free agency when we really start looking at this thing and what the Raiders are going to do. But I'm with Orlovsky. I don't think there's any world where the Raiders don't come out of this with a quarterback. And you know what? If it is possible, because you got to have a trade partner. Everybody can say, "Oh, trade, just trade, just trade, just trade." We got to have a partner, but if the freaking Patriots like Bo Nix and AP likes Jaden Daniels, right, Jeff? That's yeah, that's exactly where I was going with that. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, Bo Nix to me seems like a Patriot guy. You know, I love Bo Nix. I think he's a great quarterback, but just his style of play, everything, he kind of looks like he'd be a Patriot. You know what I mean? So, but all that being said, you and I kind of talked about it before the show a little bit, and and he didn't get mad at me for it either, Michelle. Um, we talked a little I bit about it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talked about it a little before the show. Telesco, this is his last shot to be GM. Mm. If this don't work, he ain't going to get another GM job. If this doesn't work with Antonio Pierce... More than likely, he'll be a linebacker coach somewhere. You know what I mean? They're putting all their eggs into this basket, and it's got to work. It's got to work. So if it doesn't work, you know, they may be doing something different. So whoever they like, whoever that is, if they love if they love Daniels, do whatever you got to do and trade up into the top three and go get your guy because your future depends on it. So I can totally see a scenario where 
you know, the Patriots are willing, if they love Bo Nix, go back to 13, go grab him at 13, trade or go grab a receiver at 13, trade back up into the first to grab Bo Nix late, something like that. But if you love Jaden Daniels or if you love Drake May, do whatever the hell you got to do to go up and get your guy. Yeah, I the success of the season hinges on your quarterback. The there the is end. no question yep. about that. So go big, like make it happen. Whatever it takes. Yeah, thank you. Make it happen. I do have a question though, because I see a lot of people. Uh, Penix, why is no one apprehensive about his um, injury history? I'm terrified of it. That's well, I think yeah. that's what's going to cause. Why is he so highly? Why does everybody think he's going to go so high? Well, he's got incredible arm talent. Well, and that's, yeah, and that's what we heard uh, that the group of five guys tell us about that were down there at the Senior Bowl last week. Like they just said, like when you see that guy throw the football, like it comes out of his hand different. Like it just. Well, he, that's great, but if he's hurt, but if he he's hurt, it don't matter. It. Well, yeah, and I that's just the think thing. That's interesting. Well, and they're talking about like you know in this you know offense that Lou Getzey runs. I mean, there's potential for a lot of RPOs. There's potential to get mm. the quarterback on the move. Well, do you want a guy that's got injury history uh, to be out there doing that? And and so I think that's it. I think that ultimately that's it. Now, but if if he's sitting around in the in in the second round. And you haven't got your quarterback mm. yet. I think Snagging. that's worth it. Go yeah. get him. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but but that said, your your point, Jeff, about the the legacy mm. of these guys is <laughs> heck. And we didn't even bring up Mark Davis. What did we just talk about, Mark Davis? The one area of of I don't want to say abject failure because this team was a playoff team a couple years ago. But listen, they've underperformed on the field. Sure. So you want to you want to quiet the critics? Get you a good quarterback. Be aggressive. Start winning yeah. some damn football games. Yep. You know what I mean? Be relevant. Win the division. Well, you can't do all that stuff, like you said, Michelle, without having a high-powered offense and having a good quarterback based on, on the on the level of competition that we had. That said, I think Tom Telesco recognizes that, and he's, t- he's talked about that. Like, we got to win our division first and foremost. I mean, I've got, listen, I've got some notes here uh, from Tom. He says this, shout out Hondo Carpenter. Hondo's been on fire lately. Um, and I give the, the beat writers a lot of shit, a lot except of time. For, except for a sock game. Boy, oh, ooh, he, I think he's probably stepped he, those up at this point. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I, he, well, I hope so. He caught a lot of, of advice on Twitter. But no, so he, uh, he, he's got some, uh, some quotes here from Telesco, and this is great stuff from Hondo. So, um, And this is on his draft philosophy. He said he thoroughly explained how much the AFC West plays into his thinking when the Raiders make picks. You definitely take that into account. If you win your division, you are automatically in the playoffs and you have a home game, except for that one year when the Raiders swept the division and we freaking, (laughs) um, (laughs) but yeah, anyways, I digress, but we didn't win the division though. So that's true. If we win the division, you get the home game. So, all right, he's right. Uh, He elaborated when Kansas city, uh, where Kansas city is, you always know about my homes. Now with Jim Harbaugh here, we know the style of football they're going to play. They have Sean Payton in the division. So it's a tough division. So yeah, look at those two, look at those teams. We play them twice. Telesco then said something that should inspire Raider Nation. We want to make sure that they have to defend us. It's kind of both ways. But the big thing in the draft is the big thing in the draft for us is that there is accumulating players, accumulating talent, or building a team. Listen to what he's saying. Accumulating players, accumulating talent, 
or building a team. This dovetails into what Antonio Pierce had to say when he said there might be 500 guys in this draft in that letter that you talked about, Michelle. Yep. There might be 500 guys in this draft, but there's only five of them that are Raiders. Okay? So it's all about building the team. We want to make sure we are building a team. So it's not necessarily just drafting the best players, and it's about drafting what fits us. What fits us on offense? What fits us on defense? But some of that is who we are playing against twice a year, and we've got these three teams in our division, the AFC West, and that's what it definitely comes come, that's what definitely comes into it. So when you consider those comments, and people talked about Telesco being a best player available guy, and this is where I run aground with a lot of the mock drafts and the shit that's on NFL Network and all that. That's the, they're going off their big boards. Well, here's Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 players. The Raiders needed a right tackle. So the best right tackle on my board at 13 is this guy. And that's so that's why they picked those players. But that's not what Telesco is going to do. He's going to build a team, right, Jeff? And so, and who is the leader typically of said football team is what? Your quarterback. Yep. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, you know, yeah. Mock drafts, you know, we, you know how we feel about those, you know, and they typically get blown up by about pick four or five, <laughs> you know, it happened in 2019 here in Nashville. You know what I mean? With the, with the F to the E to the R to the R, oh, you know what I mean? Like it just gets blown uh. up. So they don't mean anything right now, but you know, I love that Telesco said that this is going to be a group effort, a collective, a collective effort, and they're going to work together to do this. So I think Telesco's really going to lean on AP and go, okay, man, who's your guy? Who's going to lead us into battle? And I'm telling you, Daniels, I think, is his guy. You know, Daniels is in the locker room after the Broncos game. I haven't let that go. Like, just like, I don't know, man. Like, why else are you in the locker room if you're not? I mean, obviously, he's happy for his former high school coach or, or you know, whatever. But, like, holy cow. Like, I think this is the guy, you know? And you got to do anything by any means necessary. You got to go get your guy. Yeah, and I think being aggressive and like going and taking the guy that you want sends a message to the oh, division, to the nice. league. Like yeah. we are done settling, we're done playing around. We are now taking what we want, and from this point forward, you're all on notice. Like I think being aggressive sends that message to everybody. That's a great and call, Michelle. Oh my god! Everyone has someone on their team, whether it be a coach, whether it be a player in our division that goes, ooh, that's scary. They've got yeah. blank. You know, now even the Chargers have it with mm. Jim Harbaugh, which I don't know is going to work out or not. But, every, you know, same thing you say about Sean Payton and all that stuff. Who do we, I mean, we've got Max. Like, yeah. that's great. Yeah. But we need a surefire, punch you in the mouth offense. You know, especially in this division, the first step is to win the division before we can go win a championship. So we need we need to be fiery. We need to be ready. Absolutely. Good stuff. Saddle up, little buckaroos. Raiders fans are for life. Other podcasts have taken the long dirt nap. But you've got Raiders fan radio. We're the wagon you've hitched your horses to. Mosey along with us as we ride out of the light and ride off into the dark side. All right, I'll tell you, I'll tell you somebody who opponents are going to learn to fear because he don't fear anybody, and that's Antonio Pierce. Come on, yeah. Uh, you know, and he, he, we heard him at the Bolitnikov uh, dinner talk about the his first day on the job. 
how they went straight to pads and they did like, you know, like 15 running plays in a row and all this stuff. And he, and he talked about that again. Uh, in fact, I think we're going to have some comments from him on the Rich Eisen show. But he just talked about like just setting the tone, just like day one, setting the tone for this organization. And, uh, and, and clearly he has, he has been successful at doing that already. Um, so let's go ahead and check in with AP uh, as he talks about. Uh, th- so this is him on the Rich. Oh, no, wait, where am I at? Well, we went with the chasing greatness. There we go. We're going to go with, uh, he made some comments uh, to Brian Baldinger, who, you know, no no mystery there that uh, Brian Baldinger is a big fan of Max Crosby and, and, and of the Raiders. And uh, this is cool because he's, well, we'll let AP speak for himself. Can you identify what a Raider is, Antonio? Can you see it? Can you, is it, is it? Uh, 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 the way a, a person practices is it their level of commitment can you see that I do I, I can I, I see it where my office was positioned when I was a linebacker coach I would I could literally see everybody that walk in the building you can learn a lot just from that just for that just how they walk their body approach. language body language I'm big on body language I yeah. read people right I can feel your energy and synergy you know and I needed to feel that and there's a, a certain way and I, I'm used to one guy <laughs> we talk about it. it's Max Crosby yeah. when I see him get out the car every day Win, lose, or draw, off-season, in-season, at 6 a.m., the way he walks in the building is with a purpose. It's with attitude. It's with trying to chase greatness. He wants to be the greatest Raider of all time. I'm looking for guys that want to do that across the board. I'm looking for yeah. 53 men. I'm looking for 20-plus coaches that want to be the great. I'll, listen, I'm chasing. I'm chasing yeah, greatness. It's right. I, am I going to get it? I don't know. But damn it, I'm chasing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it, man. You can't ask for anything more, Michelle. No, that's uh, – it fires me up just hearing him – and he he just personifies what it means to be a Raider from way back. Like, it just, I don't know how, and, and, and I know, like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he wears great cool jackets and he drives cool cars. No one, you can have that and still have a sound basis for football knowledge and Amen. understand, like, why... Who, why is that what everyone wants to like shit on that? Like, that's incredible that he has both. And it's, I mean, you know, he didn't just walk into Mark Davis's office and be like, look at my jacket, hire me. Like, you know, he came with a plan. Like, I just, it just drives me crazy that people can't hear him. He didn't finish two and seven. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he swept all three of our division rivals. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. He's already putting the resume together. He just, when you hear him speak, he just personifies what it means to be a Raider. Yeah. Just love it. Yeah. hundred percent. And so he went on, uh, he's been all over the place this Mm -hmm. week, uh, but he also uh, joined our buddy, good friend of the show, Rich Eisen. And here's what he had to say to Rich. Congratulations on the gig, Antonio. Congratulations on that. What is the, what, what is the, what is the first thing when you took over? What is the first order of business that you, you, you conducted that you think set the tone for what, came to be and you get in this job with the Raiders? Uh, buy-in. Buy-in from the entire building. I knew for the most part just having my relations with the players, um, what was going on, what, what the pulse was of the team, what was good, what was bad. So, boom, take care of the players. Then I had to unite our staff, get us going. I mean, it was a dark it was a dark day that day. You know, it's never good when, you know, you lose a fellow uh, coach, it doesn't matter what line of business or what we feel or think about that person that, that, you know, lives are being affected there. So that was tough. But then one thing I wanted to make sure that we did as an organization was that we had entire buy-in from the first floor, the second floor, the third floor, people behind the scenes, mopping, taking out the trash, 
people in the kitchen, strength staff, business, marketing, advertisement, legal, it didn't matter. We need the entire buy-in to do what we were about to do for the next nine weeks. And all I did was walk around after we spoke with our staff and our coach and our players, was go through the entire floor with Sandra uh, Morgan Douglas, along with Champ Kelly at the time. Um, and we did that for everybody and gave them our vision, gave them what it's like, what we wanted to see the building be like going forward. And what I wanted was, man, people enjoying going to work, loving what they do. Like, it's hard in the National Football League to do what we do and then do it miserable and not enjoy the fruits of the labor and the hard work in the process. And I just told them, hopefully you stick with me. You understand where I'm going. There was no hidden agenda. Only thing I want to do is win and get this organization back to where it needs to be. But I mean, obviously that that that's a philosophy. But like, what what actual nuts and bolts did you do to start creating that philosophy? Yeah, people, relationships. You know, Rich, it, it started. The, the crazy part about it, it didn't start that day. It didn't start on November first. It started when I walked in that door, February fifteenth. You know, I made my presence known throughout the building. You know, just because I was a linebacker coach at the time, that didn't mean I couldn't go speak to people. I couldn't get to ask people how their day was going or any of what their concerns were. How can we be better at this organization? What can I do to help them? So that started back in 2022, you know, when I first got to the Raiders. And more importantly, I told them what the Raiders organization meant to me growing up and what my vision would be. And then I said, I want everybody coming here. We need to dap each other up. We need to love each other up. I'm tired of when we walk through the, the concourse, or through the hallways, we don't speak to one another. Goddamn, say hello. Give me a smile. You know what I mean? Even if you don't, hey, how you doing? And you might not even say no, but give me a nod. And I just think that process started the building of our building of us growing together as one. And then we had to go on the field and we worked. What did we do the first day when I got the when I got the job? We, we went on the, on the field, on the practice field, and put pads on. And we banged. We banged. 15 straight plays. No water break. Low old school. Old school. Your training camp in November. Go figure. Uh, but I need to get. We need to get that anger out. We need to get all that emotion out of us. And all right, now let's go play football. And again, obviously, you knew that first game would be very emotional, and it was with the Giants. But after that, now we gotta go play football. And I think our guys did just that. Oh my gosh! Like, let's... so freaking good. Come on. Yep. All right, Swag Jeff, go ahead and shout out the chat room there, and then let's get into the Sea Fans mailbag. Absolutely, man. So, hey, before before I do that, yeah. you know, I, I love what AP said right there because okay. I mean, don't you don't you perform better at your job when you're happy and yeah. you enjoy going to work every day? Yeah, like you know, I mean, I think that was really the big switch between Josh McDaniels and Antonio Pierce. Yeah, of course, the culture and you know, really talking about what it means to be a Raider and all that kind of stuff. But like when people are just like happy, like, you know, when there's a, when there's a cancer in the building at any job that you have, just someone that brings everybody down and you got to walk on eggshells. You don't want to say the wrong thing. He's going to bitch at you about something or whatever. And that guy leaves or gets fired or is gone or whatever. Like everyone's like, Ah, like, and yes. everyone works together, gets along, does all their stuff, man. Like that's perfect. Right. I mean, I, I just, I just love it. But yeah, as you said, I'll, I'll shout out the chat and then we'll get to see offense. Uh, Vegas Raider Pete's in there. Edgar V. Paul is in there. Uh, just when Wendy's in there, Frankie Mosqueda, Daniel Mengus, uh, Van City Raider, Paul, uh, Raider Dank Vader's in there. Matthew Mangus, uh, that stupid Niner guy, double nines in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Leo's in there. Oakland fans in there. Dead Mike's in there. Johnny Gons is in there. Yoshi's in there. Stacy Ruff. 
Uh, let's see. Richard Hardy's in there. Pineapple's in there. We got the whole crew, man. So, hey, without further ado, Murph, you know, more of them and less of us is, is a really good thing. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied. He's thrown. It is. All right, we appreciate all of those of you joining us live tonight at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. You can join us each and every Wednesday night at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. But uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, not next week, though. Because we're, we're, right. we're, we're, we're in our off-season schedule, so we're going to start going every other week. And so, uh, so we will definitely um, see you uh, week after next. But we do, you know what, speaking of that, though, I got to tell you a little about a little something-something we were talking about. We're going to be doing a little bit of an expansion. For anybody that's interested in, uh, in in kind of the nuts and bolts of what we do here at Raiders Fan Radio, uh, we decided a couple of years ago that the Raiders Fan Radio would support our nonprofit, which is the One Nation Foundation. Well, we're going to put our money where our mouth is, and uh, we're going to rebrand our channel to be the One Nation Foundation. Now, that said... Raiders fan radio will not go anywhere. This is our flagship show. We would never want to not gather with the most amazing chat room in all of sports. And so we will see you each and every Wednesday night at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. But you're going to see a lot more from us. Uh, Uncle Mosh is going to come back and going to do a show. Um, we've got some other folks that we're talking to about coming in and doing shows. And I don't want to tell you too much about it because it's just in early, early stages. Um, but as you're scrolling through your timeline or you're looking for, uh, you know, for a place to congregate on Wednesday night, you may not see Raiders fan radio. You may see the one nation foundation logo, uh, that's on Jeff's hat over there. Um, but we want to really do this thing in a way to prop up the foundation. We want to amplify what we're doing with shows. We got some cooking stuff we're going to be doing. We got makeup stuff that Michelle's going to be working on. We got a lot of really fun ideas out that are going to be coming out there. And don't uh, tease too much, Murph. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, I know you're just saying. We're just we're going to be doing a lot of different stuff. It will still always kind of be Raiders adjacent, but Raiders fan radio ain't going anywhere. This isn't changing. This is this show, this format, this all this stuff is not going to change. Uh, but we just just wanted to kind of get hip you guys to that. That'll be coming here in this off season, maybe in the next couple months. Uh, Swag, Jeff, anything you want to say about it? Uh, no, 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 no. You know, you said it all. And then, you know, and, and that's great. We're so excited about it. You know I mean? Because like Murph said, the One Nation Foundation has become the focal point. And so now it just, it's the point. You know what I mean? Like, and that will still go to Raider related charities and stuff like that. And we broaden our, you know, viewing audience. We love each and every person in the chat right here and all of our Raider people, but some people aren't Raider people like double nine. He might like to see Murph make a pizza or something <laughs> like that, you know? And so there might be those, you know, pizza fan radio, you know, we don't know what we're going to call it, but you know, so it kind of brings more people in and it's still going to impact our Raider family, which is exactly what we want to do. So, so I'm, I'm super excited about it. We'll bring more to you as we know more, because like Murph said, it's just, it's so early on in the planning stages right now, but we're super excited about it. And also, did you tell them about, you know, they might see a little extra helping of us, you know, on, on, on Sunday. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Sunday, uh, we're going to be doing a Super Bowl protest show. Yes. Uh, so look for us at 11 o'clock on Super Bowl Sunday morning. That's 11 o'clock Central. So that is uh, noon Eastern, and that is what? 9, 9, 9 a.m. 9 a.m. On, on the West Coast. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so look for us. So pour your, uh, your favorite cup of coffee and join us there for our Super Bowl protest show. We're going to be talking about the top 10 things in our lives in our Raider lives that we thought were the worst Raider <laughs> moments and then we're going to do a rewatch of Super Bowl 15 when Jim Plunkett Kenny King and the gang uh, take out uh, Dick Vermeil and the Philadelphia Eagles we're going to do a, a live watch there we'll have it we'll have it up here on the screen uh, that, that we'll be watching that and then also talking about our least favorite Raider moments and where this Super Bowl ranks yeah. in there and yeah. our least favorite Raider moments but uh, but yeah anyways but appreciate all of those of you um, that have stuck with us for so many many years Years, and we just want to look for a way to bring you uh, some additional content, some some new things. Always, like Uncle Mosh always says, when fish stops women, they die. You know, we want to always be <laughs> yeah. evolving and, and, and trying to take this thing to the next level. And we've got a lot of fun plans around it. Uh, so look for the One Nation Foundation channel to be coming at you soon. In the meantime... Let me shut up and pass it on to more of you and less of us and uh, where you can hear uh, your emails and voicemails. Uh, your voicemails are played in the Sea of Fans mailbag by calling 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Or you can email the show. And if you email the show uh, an indefinite amount of times or you call the show and we play your message three times, you can become the next made man or made maiden here at Raiders Fan Radio. And to get those emails to Michelle, all you got to do is email show. Mm-hmm. That is S. Mm-hmm. You writing this down? Oh, yeah. Okay. S. Yes. Not two S's. Start new. New word. S. Yes. H. Okay. O. As in. Oh, my. <laughs> w. Okay. Okay. So that is S. Yeah. H. Uh-huh. O. Yeah. W. You're right. Yeah. At RaidersFanRadio.com. And so Michelle has those emails. And Michelle, who do we have Dude, this week? So first we've got Vegas Pete and special for Valentine's Day. Not really. I ran out of white paper. So we're on pink paper today. Hey. <laughs> so. yeah, nice. All right. All this hand-wringing Murph is so unnecessary about the OC. We have the leader we needed that bleeds silver and black. A natural-born leader. My trust is in him. My trust in him is marrow deep. Let he and Tommy Telescope take care of business. They're professionals at football. We aren't. Our job is to buy Raider stuff, drink too much when we visit Vegas, and scream our heads off. Also, remember the Super Bowl is an NFL-sponsored and produced event. Regardless of who wins, it brings close to a billion to Nevada in economic dollars to Nevada. That's a big deal. It's not a Raiders event, so don't sweat it, Murph, even if the chefs won. We cash the check and all that money, besides tax revenues, go to making the Raiders bigger, better, and badder. Raiders teams, so can we can just say, just win, baby. Because Monday the game's over, so people leave town, mustard, <laughs> mustard people go back to Kansas or the Broken Bay. Who in their right minds would live in? Well, it's Kansas City. It's actually Missouri, but okay. Only married cousins do. <laughs> nice. Vegas Pete, you're 100% correct. What did he say? Drink beer? Scream, scream for the Raiders? Scream your heads off. Yeah, that's it. That's Spend what it's all about. Vegas. That's it. That's all Ooh, we got. Yeah. Yay. Yay, I don't have the button for the yeah, cheering. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, we ain't got the button. <laughs> Yay, okay. <laughs> oh, Next. that was well, nice. That was, that was, that was nice, yeah. Okay. Matthew Mangus. Sounded today. like to see a fan. <laughs> it, it did, <laughs> didn't it? A little bit. <laughs> 
Hello, RFR family. Well, we've reached another Super Bowl weekend and another weekend where I am watching half the halftime instead of the game. My pure hatred for the Chiefs makes me hope they lose badly, but as an East Bay kid, I really don't want to see the Niners bandwagons come out of the woodwork like roaches. Now onto something that won't make us throw up. The Players' Tribune releases, released Coach's letter to the nation. Let me tell you, this man can't get any better. He has passion for the team. He loves this team. He knows where we're supposed to be. He can talk the talk, but he can walk the walk. I believe he can. Um, I believe he can. I'm really enjoying the staff he's building and look forward to who he and Telesco bring in the offseason. Finally, I want to speak on something. Finally. <laughs> I want to speak on something Murph said with us being the ones to end the Chiefs dynasty. Nothing will make me happier than winning the division and beating Kermit in the playoffs. I have a bold prediction, and that is that Coach AP will win multiple championships before his tenure is over. Stay safe, Raider Nation. Yours truly, Matthew Mangus. P.S. To everyone who's saying AP is just a player's coach, don't let us oh. around and win a championship because then you're going to have to kiss the ring. Oh, oh. nicely done. Hey, I want to shout out Ty Davis in the chat there. It says, y'all should get graph and wasted on y'all's show. That would be awesome. It would, and they have been. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've had graph twice. Yeah, I a think. couple times. We've had graph a couple times, and then we had wasted uh, last off season. And we'll have those guys on again for mm -hmm. sure. We need to get Hammer on here too. Anyway, sorry, I digress. No, you're good. All right, next we have James Williams. Good morning, family. I don't know if anyone told you we got our head coach. It's a brand new day in Raider Nation. Well, kind of. We can't be fully happy, right? Cliff Kingsbury is a weak mf'er. Whatever, it is looking like it will be Luke Getze. F it, let's go. Getze, here's your chance to prove all of the haters wrong. The Raiders are knocking on the door of being the team, and he has the weapons to make it a special year. No excuses. On to the Super Bowl. Well, happy Super Bowl week. Shaking my damn head. I love Mark, <laughs> but this <laughs> will be a major failure if those bitches in the Midwest celebrate in our home, especially since the Raiders had cigars in that shit stadium. You know they want to disrespect everything and anything Raiders. I'm sorry, Bay Area fans, but Brock Purdy better have the game of his life on Sunday. I hope everyone has a blessed week. Let's go, Raiders. James Williams, proud made man of this genius and entertaining show. Oh, thank you, James Williams. <laughs> Michelle, I just had a really bad thought. Oh, no. Oh, God. <sighs> this is bad. Oh, no. It's just James Williams' email just props pop something into my head because oh. sometimes in here in, in the old murph brain oh, yeah. it can be a dark place oh yeah yeah same what, what if is the, it what if the chiefs smoke cigars in our locker room after oh. winning the super bowl so this is how i'm looking at it because i'm trying to like compartmentalize things in my head and right now allegiant stadium is just an entertainment venue so it's just, it's sort of like when people have concerts there, when people have, like, I'm just trying. And I had heard that they were in UNLV's locker room, not the Raiders locker room. Is that true? They're, yeah, I'm going to pretend that that's the truth. Okay, Don't yeah, let's do that. Let's do, yeah, okay, let's and do that. And then if they that. do smoke cigars, then it's not as big of a deal. That, let's just tell ourselves that. Okay. All right. Yeah, because if they do that. Let's be DeLulu. Uh, I mean, I, I don't yeah. know. Would they be that petty? Or would they just be in their moment because they just won the Super Bowl? Well, that's Bowl. what I'm thinking. Like, but, I don't know that they're even thinking about the uh, Raiders. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're yeah, thinking yeah. we just won the Super Bowl. But yeah. I don't think they're going to win. I really do think the 49ers are going to win. But um, if they do, then it's over. Do it. 
just, just get, get, it the can't fuck get home. any get worse. Yeah. It can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It can't get any worse. That, that yeah. We've 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 been to the pits of hell. If, yeah, if something we're like already that. there. Yeah. So you yeah. know, um, make it smoky. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> uh, much respect to Jason Hunter there in the chat room. Says just drop by to make a donation. Hope you all have a blessed night and a blessed rest of your week. Hi, Michelle, Jeff, and Murph. Raider Nation for life. That's our buddy Jason Hunter nice. with a Thank you, Jason. $20 donation. Oh, Thank you. Let's go, dude. Thank you. Very, very kind, my friend. Very kind. All right. I think we've got one more yep, email to get to. Mm-hmm. Oh, Paul. Paul? Never oh, heard of him. No. I know. Who's that guy? Okay. Evening, everybody. Hope you're all well. A sad start to my email this week as we've lost another member of Raider Nation. Carl Weathers was one of those guys that you instantly noticed when he was on screen. He seemed to light up a room, and some of the tributes I've seen testified to the great career he had, particularly Sylvester Stallone's, which was a tough one to watch. R.I.P., sir. It was all set to be a quiet weekend. The Raiders had finally found their O.C., and we were wait, just waiting for an official announcement. I had some Steely Dan in my headphones. Yes. <laughs> great. Kid Charlemagne, Michelle, and was chilling. Then in true Raider fashion, someone threw a hand grenade in the room and everyone went crazy again for a few hours. I have a confession to make. Until last week, I had no idea who Luke Getzey was or what he looked like, and I wouldn't have been able to pick him out of a lineup if he had his name on his t-shirt. That's not being disrespectful to him because I'd have struggled to pick out any other of the other OCs in the league as well. With that in mind, it would be crazy of me to make an assumption that he couldn't do a job because I have no point of reference. His stats in Chicago are based on my different on different factors, and the fact he was fired could have been down to the head coach trying to save his own ass. Perhaps Chicago and Luke Getzey just weren't a good fit. I watch other teams play, most of them anyway, but I'm solely focused on what we are doing and don't really care about coaches of other teams. I bow to those of you that have prior knowledge of this man, and if you believe he's a screw-up even before he's walking in the building, that's your opinion and that's okay. I'd rather wait and see if the Raiders are a perfect fit for him because that could be the case as well, couldn't it? Time will tell. It's been another polarizing appointment, but a word of advice to you all. Be prepared for more shocks in the free agency period and the draft because Antonio Pierce isn't just looking for shiny big names. He's looking for a specific mentality that matches ability and that could lead to a few double takes and head scratching moments. That's the type of culture that AP wants. So just be prepared if two of the three top three quarterbacks are available and so is someone like J.J. McCarthy because if McCarthy fits AP's wish list, he could pick him instead. A better example would be Jaden Daniels because he's AP's guy. It just depends on if we can get to him or not. It's all about system fit. At AP's press conference, he was when he was unveiled as head coach, he said not everyone can be a Raider, so look for him to want very specific type of personality as well as ability. And finally, finally, finally. <laughs> last week, Susan became the seventh person to be made and pick up the sizzler on the same night. Oh, nice. And only the second made maiden alongside Mrs. O.G. Daniel. Nice. Also, I have a mini rant this week with Goodell and his collection of cobweb-riddled fools at the top table of the NFL. Stop it with this pointless garbage that has become the modern-day Pro Bowl. It used to be a celebration for players around the league and half-decent game to watch. Now it's been turned into some ludicrous theme park with kids' games everywhere. A complete waste of time and effort if there ever was one. Just like this coming weekend. Both as insignificant and irrelevant as the Book of French War Heroes. Stay <laughs> stay safe far far family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019 and 2022, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Sizzler Scorekeeper, Proud Made Man, five, five time, time, five time, five, five time, time, times three plus one. one, winner of the Raiders and Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Nice job, Paul. Paul, 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 Paul,
Paul. 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 Darn right you are. And we appreciate you, Paul, for the always amazing uh, emails there, my friend. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Paul emails us from Shropshire, uh, England, which we joke because we call it Shropshire, Mississippi, because he is west of Birmingham. Right. And west of Birmingham in our country is Mississippi. So there anyway, so Shropshire, Mississippi is where that uh, Paul hails from. And so he always likes to take a good shot at the French, which is always, <laughs> is always pretty damn funny. Best. Um, so anyways, we appreciate that. So very, very much appreciate the chat room. Our good buddy Mojo. Hadn't seen hey. Mojo in, there in a hot minute. Uh, welcome in Mojo. Uh, good to see you, my man. Hope you and the family are doing well. And uh, so we appreciate everybody that is in the chat room tonight. Uh, so many of our good friends, just when Wendy pineapple is in there. Paul, of course, is in there. Stacy Ruff is in there. Ron, the Mater Raiders in there holding it down. The Mengus boys are in there. Uh, Yoshi is in there. Jason Hunter, as I mentioned, is in there, who just recently dropped that $20 donation we are so thankful for. Vegas Raider Pete, our buddy Trinidad is in there. He says, Raiders fan radio presented by the One Nation Foundation. I love the ring Come of that, on, man. Yeah. Love the ring of that. Uh, Oakland fan is in there. Uh, yeah, that double nine guy's in there. Uh, Frankie Mosqueda is in there. Raider Dang Vader is in there. Man, so many of our good friends are in there. Vicki Everett says she's still here. We appreciate you, Vicky, and appreciate everybody that is in the chat room. And even if you're not typing in the chat, you're just listening to us live here on the YouTubes. We appreciate you very, very much. All right, we've got three uh, voicemails to get to. The first one I got is from last week, or oh. week before oh. last even. It was when we were trying to get Stuart Schweigert, uh-huh. uh, right? <laughs> we were trying to get Stu in on the show, and our freaking software wasn't working anyways. Bottom line, he left the message. So let's check in and see what Stu had to say. Hey, guys, it's Stu. Hey, I just wanted to say, I mean, maybe you can just play the message. Um, what AP's been bringing back is the Raider way. As far as the alumni goes, um, as far as guys wearing yellow jackets uh, up in the alumni suite, what he's bringing back is what we have been waiting for for a long time. Uh, he, he is bringing back tradition and bringing back what it means to be a Raider and how to be a Raider and how to represent yourself as a Raider, not only on the field, but off the field. And that's one of the greatest things that I'm, I'm, I'm excited about. And I had the privilege of playing with AP uh, when I played for the Giants for a little bit. And I had the privilege of playing with Dan Campbell there in Detroit. And look what Dan Campbell's doing. And I'm so happy to have former players getting a chance to get a, 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 a for former players to have a chance to be in a head coaching position because unfortunately it's tough. It's very tough for us as former players to get in those positions. And you can see the success that, 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 that these guys are having. And I, I, I'm just so excited. And again, the fact that when you talk about front office, coaching, players, fans, alumni, all on the same page, I don't know if the Raiders have ever been in a situation like we've been in right now so i'm excited um i think it's gonna be a great time for the raiders love the show guys thank you very much and um go raiders that was incredible good stuff man appreciate you brother Stu. 
And uh, we need to get Stu on the on the show here very soon. Yeah. Uh, we've been chatting with him, and we're going to get him on for an interview uh, here just within probably in the next few weeks. Uh, so look forward to checking in with our buddy Stuart Schweigert, uh, legend out of Purdue. Number, Come on. Number 30 on your program, but number one in your heart. Uh, <laughs> let's check in next. we got two more to get to. Uh, let's check in. We're going to go down to Mexico City and hear from our buddy Ernesto. Is this Ernesto's? Second call, yeah? I think so. Yeah, this is Ernesto's second call. So one more time, Ernesto, and you can become the next made man. Hey, guys. Ernesto here again. The unofficial Mexico City correspondent for Radio Stand. Oh, I love that. I have a story for you guys. I bet that you didn't know that back in the day in Mexico to see an NFL game, it was only broadcasted through national Mexican national networks. And they did not pay for the whole league. They just paid for some, some games, mostly Cowboys, mostly Steelers, Niners, and Raiders. And as they do the play-by-play and analysis, they had to say the names, the English names exactly in Spanish. For example, you could have the Dallas Cowboys, and they will say Los Vaqueros de Dallas. You could have the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they would say Los Acereros de Pittsburgh, and so on. Just two teams uh, did not enter in this uh, practice, right? The Jets, because the literal translation would be Los Ariones de Nueva York, so they, they just say the, the Jets de Nueva York, and, of course, the Raiders, because there's no translation and in Spanish for Raiders that carries on the, the, the whole aura of a Raider, right? Oh, you know that. So they gave us a, uh, a nickname, and that nickname is Los Malosos because our style of playing, Los Malosos, translates in English into the nasty one. <laughs> so our style of playing um, affected the way the broadcasters say our name in Spanish. And I thought that that's a fact that you should know, guys. Uh, our style of play carried on into our Mexican nickname. Uh, pass that on to anyone that did not have, did not have that information. And that's it. That's the story. It's so nice to talk to you guys again. And have a good one. Go Raiders! Oh, my Hi. gosh. Ernesto. That was so freaking yeah. cool. It's amazing. Uh, next time we see Harry Ruiz, we got to ask him about oh, that. 100%. Yeah. We got to ask him about that. That is freaking legit. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ernesto, man. Yeah, please call back one more time yeah. uh, so we can make you the next made man here at Raiders Fan Radio. What a cool bit of insight yeah. there, man. I love that, man. That was awesome. That was awesome. Good stuff there from our good buddy, Ernesto. All right, we got one more to get to. Uh, he is in Fresno, California. Let's check in with our buddy, Jacob. Jeff, Murph, Michelle. This is Jacob from Fresno. Guys, let's cool it for a second. So Cliff Dingleberry didn't want to be a Raider. (laughs) That's fine. Go to Washington. Get your boy Caleb. Go do what you got to do. But make sure you stay two wins. How about that? They're going to be two and what? what is it, 14 now with the 17 games? 
Is that how that works? No. 15. 15. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Don't do I can't We do don't math. do math. We you love guys math. Know. Oh, my gosh. I'm live. Let's do this, this before. <laughs> let, let me tell you something. Cliff Dingleberry is gone. <laughs> that tells us two things. Cliff Kingsbury, Dingleberry, whatever you want to call him, is not a Raider. Hingle McCringleberry. And here's the second thing. <laughs> Caleb Williams is not going to be a Raider. So get that dream out of your head right now. Good. One more thing. Luke Getsy, he gets it, guys. He gets it. All right, I just wanted to say that. I don't know where I was going to go with it. But, hey, he might be good. I know there's a lot of people that say, hey, he's bad. Look what he did with Justin Fields. Well, then maybe Justin Fields isn't the best thrower of the football. He's a, he's a heck of an athlete. A heck, he's a great athlete, that guy. He's got stuff he can't coach. But when it comes to the stuff that you, you can coach, I don't know that he's really coachable. It, I don't know. We're going to find out. That's the beautiful thing about the offseason. See, there's so many people that just want to be angry. So, oh, we've got Luke Getty ready to get a stink. We're going to shut again. Ah! Shut up. Shut up, guys. Just take it easy. It's the offseason. You're not losing anything in the offseason. Just chill. Remember that whole thing with AP, with uh, Antonio Brown? Remember that whole charade, that oh, crazy wow. thing? But that season oh, turned out. I mean, we didn't have a winning season. <laughs> but that season turned out to be a pretty awesome season in the, the history of my fandom since I've been a fan since 2006. I know there's not much to go for, but come on. That was a pretty fun season. Uh AB A A B was crazy, but A P is a genius. I trust the guy. I think whoever he picks as your as his offensive dude is gonna be the offensive dude. And he's gonna show up and be a dude. Now let's go out and get Jaden Daniels, right? Okay, maybe somebody else. But I like Jaden Daniels. I hope we make a, a a huge trade and we swing for the fences. I'm gonna run out of time. There is Jacob from Fresno. Come on, Jacob. Hey, shout out in the chat room. Silver and Black today yeah. is in there. That's our buddy Scott Gobranson. Absolutely. What's up, Scott? I uh, appreciate you joining us live, my friend, as we, uh, we're uh, hitting the wrap-up part of Raiders yeah. Fan Radio as we wind this thing down. Uh, don't forget to join us. Uh, this weekend for this is Sunday. Yeah, what day is the Super Bowl? It's always on Sunday, Murph. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, she's Sunday, um, Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. See Johnny in his nitro burning funny car. Um, <laughs> so, do you remember that? Did you ever? Have, are you old enough to remember those commercials? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Do you, do you remember, Michelle? Remember those that would be like, to come on the radio? I'd be like, live car racing at the fairgrounds. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. My dad's yeah. in radio, so I mean, Sunday. even when I was a kid, right. I was yeah. listening to stuff oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Hell, he probably Sunday. recorded some of those. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 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 probably did. Yeah. But, anyways, uh, so don't forget to join us Super Bowl Sunday, 9 a.m. Pacific, uh, noon Eastern. We're going to do the top 10 worst moments in oh. Raider history because we're just going to be miserable for a little while. But then we are going to watch the rewatch of the NFL films, uh, Super Bowl 15, which should be a lot of fun. But, anyways, uh, before we get on out of here, we have to award a Sizzler Award. The Sizzler goes to the best emailer or phone caller of the night. And, Swag Jeff, who do we have? Absolutely. So we started off with some amazing emails from Vegas Raider Pete, Matthew Mangus, James Williams, and Paul. And then we had some amazing voicemails as well. Uh, Stu Schwaggert, uh, Ernesto, and Jacob from Fresno. But this one, so this Sizzler, it may, it may be a first. 
This oh, may be a sizzler first. Okay. So a sizzler first. So uh, so with some amazing takes on Antonio or on Antonio Pierce being an alumni and former teammate of Antonio mm. Pierce, the first Raider alumni oh. to ever receive a Raiders fan radio oh, sizzler good. award it's goes good. to the butcher himself, self stew Schwagger. Oh, that's awesome. Sizzler. 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 That's awesome. Man. We are Metallic and yes. we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here. And we ain't playing around today. From the Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Ah, <laughs> oh. Oh, he. Uh, ha, ha. Yeah, see, he, he. Yeah. <laughs> okay. mm. see, he. Um, <laughs> um, hey, we need to get, Compton needs to get his shit together and get a call in here. Cause it, and much respect to Stu Schweiger becoming the first yeah. Raider to get a freaking Sizzler, man. Much, yeah. much respect so from us. And, uh, yeah, we need to get, we need to get some more of those. Uh, but anyways, appreciate all of those of you that, that reached out tonight. Appreciate everybody uh, that uh, was in the chat room tonight. I'll leave it to Swag Jeff to shout you all out. But just know, Raider Nation, we appreciate you so very, very much. All the amazing super chats that came in tonight, all the direct donations, all the likes, all the subscribes, all the shares, all of you that have become members of Raiders Fan Radio. Those are the names in there you see in green and have all the special emojis and all that. And we've got some more creative stuff coming for the, the folks that are members of Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, appreciate you on. Uh, uh, joining us on this journey of Raiders fan radios. We now are getting ready to take it to the next level mm-hmm. with the one nation foundation. We cannot thank you guys enough. We love you so very, very much. Look for us this Sunday, 9am on the West coast, East coast. We'll see you at noon. Go Raiders. Love you guys. Absolutely. And thanks to everyone in the chat. Uh, Robert Hicks, Daniel Mangus, uh, Matthew Mangus, uh, silver and black today. Our buddy Scott, uh, Yoshi, Ron, Silver Fox, Paul, uh, let's see, Just Win Wendy, uh, Michelle, who's that girl? Take it away, Michelle. <laughs> okay, so when y'all tune in Sunday morning, or I guess it might be afternoon for some of you, come with your top 10 worst things that have ever happened in your yeah. Raider fandom and jump into the chat so you can lay it out for us as we go through ours. So, And remember, who gives a shit who wins on Sunday? The Raiders are still the Raiders. So Absolutely. I'm going, I'm going for the Raiders on Sunday that's for sure. 100%. So, uh, so, yeah. So, thanks, everyone. We'll see you. Like Michelle said, like Murph said, Sunday morning, you get a double dose of Raiders fan radio this right. week. So, yeah. So, we're all about that. So, thanks, everyone, for tuning in for another episode of Raiders fan radio where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. Don't forget, boys and girls, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. We love you. Much respect to every one of you guys. Get out of here, tube. Goodbye. Hey, you know what I heard? What'd you hear? Fuck the Chiefs. Yay! <laughs> Say a louder for those in the back. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Bitches. 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 They are. Get made. Bitches. That's okay. We got next. We got next. Damn it. I need to have that.
that thing handy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your life. Better clarify what thing. Or on the Beef in a balanced diet is one of the best sources of protein, iron, and B vitamins going for a whole new pride in strength. Tell them they need to get made. Get made! <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> get made! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good afternoon, Nation. Love you guys. See you, bye. Now we're really gone. No, you hang up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> for the podcast. Oh.